Hello there and welcome to Chat Shit, Get Fit, the fitness news, where we unpack the week's biggest news in health and fitness. I'm Bill and as always, I'm joined by Tom. Good evening. This week, we take a closer look at, is festive coffee making you fat, feeling safe when exercising, infrared sauna sessions and how to walk properly, because you've probably been doing it wrong, according to two experts. World famous physiotherapists, according to their website. World famous? Mm. Wow. Well, that, that's exciting. So make sure you stay around for the entire episode because at the end, we are going to look at those world-famous physiotherapists. Let's get into this week's fitness news. Okay, guys, welcome back to the fitness news. We'll uh, dive straight into it with number one. It is that time of year, Tom, isn't it? It is. Christmas trees are coming out. A bit early for some people, I might add. It's that time of year again. The tax man knocks on my door and I just hide what? under the sofa. Why is the tax man knocking on your door in fucking November? Uh, end of year, isn't it? End of year business. Is it November? I, I don't know. Financial- for, the, for the sake of the story, it is. Well, no, because the financial year is in April, isn't it? In the UK. What, what are, you, are you just trying to... Yeah, I, I like have you been, it. Like- I, I have no issues with the tax man. Well, well I do. I, I take issue with him. I don't know if he takes issue with me. To be fair, taxes have just gone up here in the UK, haven't they? So there is that. They have. Cost of living, mate. Can't even run my fucking boiler at the moment. You can't what? Can't even run my boiler at the moment. It's too expensive. You can't run your boiler? What, what have you been doing then? Oh, I'm Charles Dickens. I'm like lighting matches under the bath. You've got young children. What have you... What? <laughs> you just throw them to cold baths. So get, deal with it. <laughs> Listen, mate. I am one with nature. It's my ancestral right to give them a cold shower. Oh my God. Anyway, I've lost where we're going. Right. Anyway, back to this time of year where we're not throwing Tom's children into golf baths. Um, it is a festive season. Coffee shops and supermarkets, for that matter, are starting to offer festive things, festive treats, festive themed items. And so Greg's. the question is, and, what do you mean, and Greg's? Well, they, they've started doing it as well. I did a whole like pumpkin spice at Halloween. And uh, Greg's were included in that whole intro of shop, supermarkets and coffee shops. They're not a separate entity. Greg's is not his own thing. Well, it's like an individual. To be fair, like their class of coffee is on another level. It's actually really good. So I think is they it? do well, deserve Greg's. their own mention. Gre- Honest to God. Well, Greg's? Greg's, you wouldn't think it. You sure? I, I am 100% certain, anecdotally and um, from other people's opinions. A flat Maybe white we'll from it. Greg's is on another level, mate. Cool. Well, I'm quite a fan of the old Starbucks, me. That's um. So am I, but you've got to take a mortgage to bloody afford it at the moment. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. It almost feels like the the price is trying to reflect the amount of calories included. <laughs> oh, I like how you've uh, know, swerved that on nice there. Nice little oh, transition. That was incredible. Yeah, that was good. Pretty fair, it's actually of... true, like uh, penny-wise, like, it's actually quite yeah, pe- close actually. to the calorie amount. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. Some yeah, of these not, drinks not are like off. 410 calories. Mm. Which is like how much yeah, like the average coffee is from Starbucks. As a top salute to you there, coffee, calories. The question is, on everyone's mind, well, probably not on your mind at all, but the news wants to push it into your mind because they just love doing it, is festive coffee making you fat? Now, that time of year, you've probably already seen an article or something on, you know, Lad Bible, they like to post shit like this as well, about festive coffee and saying how many calories are in it and stuff. Um, uh, and you might be thinking, you know, we sit every year, why is it an issue? Why is it a problem that these news articles are telling us how many calories and whatever and sugar is in these in these drinks? So the problem I've got with it, and this links back to last week's episode when we spoke about TikTok and morality of food, mm. because the way these articles are written, they're not written in a positive way, they're written in a negative way. 
and I'll read you out some quotes here from the article that I read on this, was one hot chocolate at Starbucks has nearly as much sugar as four Krispy Kreme donuts, a can of Coca-Cola, and a Mars bar. It even contains more calories than four McVitie's chocolate digestives and more calories than a McDonald's cheeseburger. Now, if I told you that, this hot chocolate at Starbucks would terrify you, wouldn't it? That that message straight because those things they've listed next to it are associated with, as we'll call them, quote unquote, bad foods, which we know you know it's, it's nonsense. But they're the sort of foods that people would would associate in that category. So the fact they've compared that drink to it automatically labels a hot chocolate Starbucks as bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like uh, as we're about to kind of explain, yeah, like um, the calories in these drinks are ex- an extreme amount. But hmm. like this is what I've. I've coined a term here which is called seasonal sensationalism which is what you tend to get in the press at the time uh, so yeah around Halloween we tend to get the whole world oh yeah they're hiding um, glocks in candy now so be careful of that yeah. you know oh it's Christmas time so this is you know yeah these high calorie you know coffees these seasonal coffees are killing your kids and yeah it's just sens- it's it's got some truth behind it but the yeah. purpose is it's a tagline isn't it for the season uh, and you're also you're also reinforcing the connotation of these other foods as being quite bad because by making these comparisons you're basically because the the article is insinuating that these drinks are bad for you so when they make the compar- comparisons to these other foods like the Krispy Kreme donut like the Coca-Cola like the Mars bar cheeseburger whatever they're insinuating that those foods are bad for you as well I did yeah you can, might, might say they're not as nutrient dense as some other options you could have for dinner or a snack but you shouldn't say they're bad. Okay, so it's just re- uh, it's the, the issue I've got to is it's this use of language. They've not actually ne- they've not necessarily directly said this food is bad or this is bad, whatever. But they they the way they're, f- they're the framework, the structure of this article was basically saying that this is all fucking going to kill you. Do you know what? There's two buzzwords in this article, so I think we should probably clarify where we're actually reading this, and that way people <laughs> yeah, instantly go, yeah. oh, oh, okay, go. say no more." Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is a nice little bit of a seasonal sensationalism from the Daily Mail. Or oh, the Daily Fail, if you want to be that kind of geek. But yeah, the two buzzwords that have kind of stood out to me is one, oh, this is an exclusive, and two, in this headline, the very first word is revealed. Almost like fucking hell, no one was ever aware that there was this amount of calories in like a festive <laughs> yeah. week before. It's like fuck me, you're not a whistleblower. You haven't gone mm. undercover and discovered the secret of the <laughs> seasonal coffees. You know, yeah. it's like revealed. Mate, they literally have to, by law, reveal the calories on the label on the on yeah. The menu. You haven't revealed to call, you. like <laughs> they literally tell you on the, on black and white. Fucking James Bond over it, sneaking into Costa. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck? Actually, who wrote the article? Who was it? Let's call this little fucker out. Who was it? Who, who was it? Who wrote this article? Right, Emily Cray, okay. health reporter. Right. Is that what it was? Yeah, slash mi six health reporter. Health <laughs> reporter. <laughs> yeah, that sounds well intense, doesn't it? Slash Mossad. Yeah. Um, well, all she done is read some numbers on a menu. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean look just since we've been open here I've uh, I've had some of the seasonal coffees so far already yeah they've yeah. only been out an hour how, what do you mean you had some how many have you had in an hour well no Costa revealed their uh, Toblerone latte which oh, I confirm was absolutely shit Why, totally not what? worth the calories as per nice. usual though uh, the very you know uh, capitalistic uh, corporate Starbucks Paul's uh, a winner once again with that really? nice. yes yeah they're good aren't they it is nice yeah it is yeah but but it it is one of those things where I don't really like to call it a coffee I've seen like uh, these really shit infographics before that say oh it's not yeah. a coffee it's a dessert, it's a dessert. and even yeah. though it's really cringe when I see it on social media it, it is kind of true thing is people know this though 
Like people yeah. aren't fucking like when you when a drink gets handed to you, mate, and it's covered in fucking bits of chocolate and ice cream and f- like whipped cream yeah. shit. You're not looking at thinking, oh, that's a nice morning cup of americano, is it? You know, you're not thinking that's your first cup of coffee of the day, is it? That is a it's a treat. It's a yeah. It's not something people are gonna have a lot of. Um, I mean, we'll go on to that actually, like with the whole treat thing. But first, I want to go back to the language point because it's important. Like, there's there's also the constant bombardment of the sugar language. Now, this is something we spoke about time and time again in the podcast. Like they'll say the language they use, for example, is oh, there's more sugar in this drink than sugar laden drinks, and you know they're basically pushing the idea that sugar is bad about even saying it. Yeah, um, and that's why when you talk, when you go, you go to these comment sections on the Daily Mail or even just forums in general, we still see still people talking about cutting out sugar and sugar's bad for you. Yeah, because these articles and stuff that they're not even directly saying it. They're just the way they frame these articles. It suggests that sugar is still bad for you. Um, like there's so much sugar in it. It's like, well, sugar's not that bad for you. Like it's not the fucking devil overconsumption of it. I just want to say it's not inherently of, bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Inherently. Yeah. I've got yeah. overconsumption of it. Of course, overconsumption. Yeah. You've got things like tooth decay and obviously it can lead to weight gain yeah. because the excessive I'll, I'll calories say in this stuff. context, we're talking more in the sense of like a uh, metabolic health. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But it's the way they're they're framing it as in like you should be avoiding all sugar and all it all is they're not wrong in saying that we should limit our sugar because you actually read the article there's like a dietitian and they're talking about and a dentist as well about tooth decay and things like that but then all it is is feeding the comment sections which most people read a lot of about these fucking people going oh yeah this is why I cut out sugar ten years ago and I've never felt better or you know I've I cut sugar out and I've lost this much weight and it, they're feeding these people and then the message is getting spread in the wrong way because yeah. then it's misinformation because the people who are running with this information aren't dietitians they aren't dentists. It's fucking Karen on her sofa who thinks that the keto diet is, you know, the Lord Jesus, you know, reincarnate. So it's um, it's one of those. But if we go back to the whole treat thing, because obviously sugar is associated with treats. Uh, you know, we said it's obvious they're treats. And the thing people have to remember is these are limited. They're not yeah. on the, they're not on sale all year round. You can't go and buy a fucking was it eggnog latte in August. Sad, you know, no. They're, mm. they're for a very short time window. So it's very hard to, one, get addicted to these drinks in the first place, over-consume too many anyway. Obviously, it's a cost of living as well, so that's going to stop people probably buying them anyway. Um, but yeah, there's, there's only a limited window you can get them for anyway. So why not? Especially in this year, where we've had so much shit going on the last couple of years. This year as well, we've had shit going on. The world's in a fucking shit state. Everything's going up in price. People are losing their jobs and stuff. Who, If people want to enjoy the festive spirit and get into it a bit more by buying a, a Christmas-themed drink, fucking let them. Don't fear them into this corner yeah. of oh if you have this you're going to get diabetes or you have this you're going to get tooth decay just fucking leave it They're, they can only do it for a couple of months they're not going to die by having eggnog lattes for two months i mean this is specifically yeah, a seasonal drink right made specifically for particularly with this uh this article it is pointing out you know these are specifically the seasonal coffees the seasonal drinks that are causing the problem um i mean look this is like pointing towards a christmas pudding and saying do you know how many calories are in a Christmas pudding? <laughs> yeah, fuck no. me. Yeah. Hey, motherfucker. Do you know how many calories are in a Yule log? Yeah. Or a, a handful of Stolen? It's like, but you know, like, yeah, coffees are like the easiest one to pick apart because it's not seen as well. Well, yeah, it's fucking Christmas. I know that, you know, a Christmas pudding is going to be high in calories. So, yeah, the, uh, it's easy to pick coffee apart. Um, don't get me wrong, though. There are people out there who are not aware of, like, a... Uh, just how calorific these drinks are. Yeah, sure. I have had clients who have uh, said to me in the past, and like when I've tracked, got them tracking, like they've suddenly realised, oh shit, my coffee is really high in calories. And then when I kind of ask, well, what do you mean by coffee? And suddenly they show me what they're actually ordering. It's like fucking hell, yeah. Like, this is like a pudding in a mug. But yeah, not inherently bad. 
And uh, yeah, it's not exactly an inherent root cause of obesity around Christmas in particular. But it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if you're going for like, if your goals are fat loss, or you're trying to cut down on refined sugar, or you are trying to eat more nutritiously, yeah, then okay, these seasonal, and not even seasonal drinks, but things like lattes, etc. in general, mm, yeah, they are usually like, yeah, less coffee, more dessert simply because of the amount of syrup that is pumped into it if you order things like cream on top, caramel drizzle. And then, uh, yeah, if that's something which you're having on a consistent basis, which I have found some of my clients have done in the past, then, yeah, okay, it's maybe time to kind of like face reality a bit and say, yeah, this isn't coffee. This is this is me like having a pudding all the time here and just not even bothering to count it. For sure. I mean, you go to that point about obesity, Tom, like, yeah, we know there's an issue with obesity and obviously people are trying to push like, you know, the sugar tax or whatever and the companies are trying to avoid it and stuff, but they're constantly telling people to cut things out. It brings my mind back, Tom, to what we spoke about last week when we spoke about goals, about how approach goals work better than avoidance goals. So if the goal of the government, if the goal of these companies is to tackle obesity, let's approach it. People are not fucking stupid. Okay, then yeah. they, they are fully aware that if they overconsume festive hot chocolates, Krispy Kremes, McDonald's and stuff, it's not going to be ideal. But what we need to think about is what can we do to prevent this overconsumption? Instead of people just instead of telling people to stop eating sugar, calories are bad, stop eating this, stop eating that, we need to look at a way of how can we approach it to give them other options and elicit behaviour change by giving them things and you know, giving them ideas and stuff, instead of just fucking telling them to stop eating stuff. Because we are literally just going back to an avoidance goal of stop eating this, don't have that. That's not going to help. That doesn't help anyone. I mean, just to kind of like uh, jump in and say like, yeah, obesity is not a simple issue. Mm. <laughs> it's very uh. complex. It's political. It's social. You know, it's someone's economic status. It's very, very mm. complex. And uh, yeah, even like just ten someone, do you know how many calories or how much sugar is in this drink? I don't think that's actually going to do much. You might get an odd one a person who are shocked and it's like, oh shit, I didn't know that. I'm going to step back. But for some people, it's like they're one can bit of warmth. That can actually be triggering as well for certain people. Yeah. Certain demographics can be triggering if they are constantly bombarded with this messaging. If they've already got an issue revolving around eat, uh, yeah. their, their, what's the, what's the word? their relationship with food, then it can trigger stuff. So yeah, 100%. It doesn't, it's not really worth it. So yeah really take away from that point is if you start seeing these articles or start seeing stuff about the festive stuff remember these are festive treats guys obviously overconsumption of anything isn't ideal but you know don't fucking fear you're not going to explode your teeth are not going to fall out by having one fucking eggnog latte this is where we uh, we play it safe and we just say everything in moderation speak to your local <laughs> dietitian speak to your friendly neighborhood dietitian i mean exists. you could still you know <laughs> consume these whilst actively pursuing weight loss as long as you're aware that yeah this is probably going to take up a big chunk of calories throughout the day sorry mate i misinterpreted that when you first said like you could do it at the same time as doing stuff for weight loss i assumed you meant like having a camelback full of latte <laughs> while you're on a treadmill <laughs> yeah technically with the amount of calories this can count as a, a meal replacement <laughs> <laughs> do you imagine that just fucking smashing away toe bro fucking hot chocolate while you're at a, on a row machine that'd get you up in the hill, yeah. <laughs> yeah fucking frappe Okay, well, we'll move on to the next piece of news, guys. And this is quite a it's quite a serious topic, I could say. Um, it's feeling safe when exercising. So the if I, if I read the actual title of the article, the moment I read this, you're probably going to think, oh, it might be men bashing. Okay, and that is men must learn how to make women feel safe while exercising. But look, right, if we, if we look at it, it's that time of the year, isn't it? 
it gets dark early like super early so basically before a normal working hour and after a normal working hour it's going to be dark um, and if we think about it as men biologically a lot of cases we are larger stronger and as such could be perceived as intimidating in certain situations even without realizing that is unless you are approaching uh clean one of our patrons who's a fucking ex-police officer dog handler and skier well record holder she'll probably fuck you up but she's in newcastle at the moment i believe so just stay away from newcastle and, yeah. and you'll be safe yeah, just stay away from you i mean even if clean wasn't in newcastle i'd stay away from yeah, newcastle just... anyway but that's just me <laughs> oh god sake. Sorry, Kez. Um, is he, he's not even from Newcastle, is he? Is he from Newcastle? I'm afraid to ask. I don't know, Kez, if you listen to me. What, what, what uh, if he isn't from Newcastle when we say, is he from Newcastle? And then we've offended him. We weren't from, I don't know, Sunder, Sunderland is like, they're, they're the same, but they're not, are they? If you say they're the same, they kick off, don't they? Listen, mate, anything north of London for me is, oh, these fucking <laughs> northerners. Like. <laughs> these fucking he, Listen, actually, as I slipping, if you're in north London, you're a northerner. Oh, God. Fucking oh, country okay. bumpkins. Anyway, as I said, guys, very serious part of news. This um, <laughs> right. Anyway, back to back to the news. So the point of this article is we're always told to go and get more exercise, go for walks. You know, everyone's about the ten thousand step stuff. Go for runs, bike rides. But at this time of year, as I said, before and after work for the conventional working hours, nine to five, whatever, it's going to be dark. Um, regardless of darkness, this this article can still be an issue. This is not just related to this time of year. So when we dive into this article then, there was a Dr. Kathy Dodworth, University of Edinburgh, um, and I'll read out a bit of a quote here, so bear with me. Um, this is sort of her, an anecdote from her, give an example of why, as a man, you could be intimidated without even realising. So, one day last year, I was cycling along the very wide 4th and Clyde Canal. My fitness was great and I had a fine tailwind. I passed a man who had been dwaddling and then suddenly he sped up and started slipstreaming me within a couple of feet. This was in broad daylight, but the canal was empty. I was worried in case he was somehow angered by me passing him, so I kept going for around five kilometres, after which my panic was really starting to interfere aerobically. I signalled that I was going to stop as he was so close to me, sat down on a bench and pulled out some food. He stopped too. He said, thanks, I needed that, before asking me about the rest of my cycle. I refused to engage as I was recovering from the shock, a perfect example of how some men have no idea how intimidating their actions can be to women. I mean, in this... Obviously, it's one case, but is it an isolated case? Well, it doesn't seem to appear so. I mean, obviously, thank God it wasn't sinister, but I mean, Tom, obviously hearing that does open your eyes a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, even coming from like someone that's kind of like managed a commercial gym, mm. it, from both members and staff, I don't think they realise how intimidating they can actually come across when they don't mean to. Yeah. So it doesn't help. Um, one thing that will help, though, is by actually, yeah, raising awareness about this and actually talking about the topic you know mm-hmm. but what i fear is that straight away you, you bring up this topic and some even you said it yourself bill it feels like as soon as you bring this topic up you've almost got to say look we're not attacking men here yeah because if you go onto social media etc where everyone's protected and they can just speak their mind you, you'll see blokes frothing at the mouth at articles like <laughs> this like yeah yeah what was the, the hashtag not all men and it's like yeah, yeah no i agree not all men but at the same time, can you just take the back seat and just fucking listen and not make it suddenly about you being victimised yourself? Mm. So, yeah. yeah, like, um, another thing I want to point out is that, yeah, like, mentioning this topic around this time for the exact reason you've just said is important. And that is, like, yeah, it gets dark very quickly. And uh, even even as a male, you know, I feel fucking <laughs> unsafe going out in the in evening in London, particularly, <laughs> yeah, um, especially around like yeah winter time. But like I can only well I can't imagine what it would be like for a female, yeah. you know, because for me it's yeah, just well, a glancing fault. And Tom, 
straight away when I read this article, my mind got cast back to the Sarah Everard case. So if you're not aware, because yeah. obviously we've got a lot of people listening from over in the States. Um, so on the evening of the 3rd of March, 2021, 33-year-old Sarah Everard was kidnapped in South London, England, as she was walking home to the Brixton Hill area from a friend's house near Clapham Common. Metropolitan Police Officer Wayne Cousins told Everard that he was arresting her for having breached COVID-19 regulations, but drove her to near Dover, where he raped and strangled her before burning her body and disposing of her remains in a nearby pond. So that is a very sinister example of how a woman was walking home um, late at night. I think it was around like 9pm times. It was dark and she was approached by a man, an intimidating man, because obviously he's a police officer. So and obviously you see the picture, he was quite a big guy. So straight away, even if he wasn't a police officer, she would have been intimidated and he used his position of power to obviously do some horrible things. Now this skyrocketed in the UK. And as you can imagine, subconsciously, a lot of people out there would be twitchy walking home alone, especially if you're a woman. And I think people, I think people actually realise that, that the, the subconscious effect on women is going to be huge there just from that story um, getting out there. So, and if you're scared to go out and exercise because of that subconsciously, you're not going to go do it. You're not going to do something if you're afraid of it. Do you know what? Something that I still remember, and it still angers me when I think about it, is around the time that that happened, I remember having discussions with another another PT. This other, we was discussing each other's clients, uh, not who were breaching, like you know, privacy, etc. But we were just like kind of like giving each other advice and stuff like that. And he was talking about how, like, while the gyms were shut, he was trying to get his uh, one of his female clients to just oh, the old classic ten thousand steps a day, which right. you know, I was just I, I, I've no motivation to argue with people that are kind of in that mindset of oh, 10,000 steps a day every day. So I was just entertained like, oh, okay, cool, cool. But I remember him saying like, oh, she's worried about basically what's happening in the news lately. Like she doesn't finish, um, she she's working from home, but she doesn't actually finish until late. But like, oh, I've been telling her just put her coat on, even if it's dark, even if it's cold, just put your coat on and go. And it's like, mate, how, how could you not even like feel some form of empathy mm. for your client Who's you know kind of like as a, as a collective in the country, like um, all women kind of collectively feeling this fear, and it's like, and your answer to that is just oh, just be motivated, get your coat on, go about your everyday life, go do these ten thousand steps. So it's, it still angers me to this day, like how, yeah. <laughs> and th- this is why this is why we said how it's important to bring up these issues because there's men out there who because because it doesn't affect them as much and they don't have to worry about it because they're not really the ones being intimidated as much in most cases it doesn't come to their mind so even subconsciously they don't see it as a, as a fear so if you're walking down the street for example um, and there's a woman walking towards you subconsciously if you're a big guy or even just a normal guy whatever like you're subconsciously not perceiving that woman as a threat so naturally you're just carrying on your day you might not be thinking of you're just walking you don't even notice her you've seen her glanced away whatever you carry on walking but for her she might see you and then she might perceive you subconsciously perceive you as a threat because of what's been going on or just because it's dark, whatever. Um, you're a bigger person. She thinks, oh God, if he wanted to, he could, you know, he could do whatever really. So subconsciously, she's then perceived you as a threat. You might not even notice that, but then your actions, if you decide to then cross on the same side of the road as her or if you decide to like look at her, for example, you might not be thinking you're doing anything wrong. But for her, that could be a really terrifying situation. So this is why I bring it up because in your case, Tom, that guy, he just, he didn't even like think of that as an issue. He just thought, get your coat on and go. Yeah, for him, he might be able to get his coat on and go. Yeah. But for her, and what's even more, more worrying is the fact that she told him he was she was scared and he still said yeah. it. Just shows he's a fucking Act- idiot. And they, <laughs> she, she actively told yeah. him, look, I'm I'm scared to go out at the moment because of X, Y, Z. It's like, what is going yeah. on at the moment? Yeah. And that's, yeah, one of the main reasons why I was pissed in the first place that they actively told him that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, we've spoken about, like, 
barriers to exercise before mm. and this is the thing like when it gets cold when it gets dark so kind of moving away from that particular case but just in general now we're just talking about how it gets dark how it gets cold and bear in mind you might live in a place which you might not be keen on walking about in even in daylight so what alternatives are there there are there are some alternatives um you get did the people that go and walk on the treadmill in the gym that is completely fine but it's another reason why i get upset when you get those people who are saying oh who goes to the gym just to walk on a fucking treadmill yeah sure you know Hmm. or you know all these cardio bunnies go lift some weights or go 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 walk on the street instead it's like well actually the gym's a safe place for them to do that well relatively safe place you know compared to the street you even get yeah. um i think we spoke about this before we get you get more walkers yeah more walkers. so people yeah, that like go and yeah, walk yeah. in shopping centers why big in the uh, states isn't it in the states it's pretty yeah big. in the st- yeah. states it's really big especially amongst yeah. like the elderly but even for like regular you know i only said regular people then <laughs> as if old <laughs> as if old people you know ain't real humans you know yeah like people that have not yet um become obsolete to society is the correct term <laughs> No, okay. but even like all, all age generations, I should say, it can mm. be useful because you're in a well-lit place. You're in a place where some of us that ever go on is usually first aid, there's security, and uh, usually it's, you know, it could be quite warm as well. Another point I want to make, Tom, is we've obviously said about things that people can do there, but what I want to give some uh, some action points as well for men in general because I feel like we shouldn't always be saying women should have to do this because of what she, a yeah. pill. Sorry, mate, can I just quickly add to that because that is a point. Um, it, we shouldn't even be having to find ways to get around these barriers but sadly there is mm. a barrier like on this article for example there was another one attached to it where uh, it's from a guy called chris boardman mbe um, and he gives some action steps of how we can basically as men do better essentially to make it so we're not causing subconscious levels of fear so the first one is keep your distance and he's basically the closer you are the more threatening you seem if you're walking or running behind a woman pause to give her some space or cross the road so you aren't behind her anymore and that's something really simple you could just think about if you're walking down a street and it's just you and you know another woman there cross the road you know, especially if you know you've got a resting bitch face, because I know for me, for example, I like to think I'm quite a friendly guy. You know, <laughs> nothing too bad about me, but I know I've got, I can have a bit of a resting bitch face if I'm walking down the street. I look like I'm fucking, you know, on an absolute mission to cause some damage. So we take that into mind. It might be best for me just to cross the road, or I've done it before recently. I'm actually really aware of this now. I was walking and I had to cut across somewhere to get to like around this bend. There was a woman coming through the thing, so I actually did. I actually took like a longer way round just so I didn't have to walk directly towards around this archway. Because I thought. What, there's no there's, there's no difficult it's not hard for me just to walk around this little thing instead of walking directly towards someone with potentially arresting bitch face which could you know cause an emotional uh, bit of distress so there's no point of it so that's a really simple thing you can do there's no need for you to be running behind someone there's no need for you to be walking right up behind someone give people some space you know you do it for you, people like the space anyway regardless for a man or woman do you know what um just because i know that you're, you're gonna get people that will say well i shouldn't have to yeah. I shouldn't have to do that. Not hashtag not all men. Um, I I actually do that anyway. Uh, especially with like um the elderly. I mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a fast walker, and I know that can like if you have some balance towards you, or even worse, because I hate when it happens to me. But when you get someone that you can hear the footsteps coming behind you, and it's getting closer and closer, so naturally you think, why is this cunt picking up speed? You know what are they going to fucking do? Um, so if I know that look, I'm obviously going to overtake this person. Sometimes I'll take off a wide berth or I'll just simply cross the road and do it. It doesn't take yeah. any time out of my day, any day. 
that's just me. I'm not saying this should be a law or everyone should do it, but if you want to, you know, have a bit of courtesy, go for it. Be a decent citizen, exactly, yeah. Uh, another one he makes, which is actually quite an interesting one, I never really thought about it, was never make comments. So even if you think it's a compliment, it could be intimidating to a woman on her own. So stay quiet, essentially, is what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, and this is kind of, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because people will be like, oh, why can't I say that? But I always think to a lot of things when you talk to anyone with any sort of dialogue, is like, what outcome are you hoping for here in this conversation? Yeah. If you're saying, a, if you're making a comment to a woman on her own, what is your what is your possible outcome here? The, the chances are that like what, what you if there's a chance that it could have a negative effect on her emotionally, what's the point? Unless there's a really big positive outcome you're expecting here or something, there's probably no reason for you to say anything. So you might also stay quiet. If you're in an exercise environment, like and this is yeah. you and one other person in the space, why do you need to talk to them? You're there to both to exercise. It's not a dating fucking. It's not it's not speed dating. Um, you're not you're not there in an organised meetup. You don't know each other, so at the risk of causing emotional distress, just don't say anything. So I think that was a really good point you made there. Do you ever see in the gym, Tom? Like in your gym, do you ever see any situations yeah. where it looks uncomfortable and like, yeah? Yeah, there have been some cases where we we just simply got rid of the, the other member in person because we just not listen to warnings. Uh, there's other things you could do. So, uh, so for example, I'm, I'm I'm quite friendly with some of the females uh, at, at my at my gym, and like if I know that. They're being pissed straight straight away, and they're they're clearly like not interested in the person that's talking back to them, but they just don't don't seem to be stopping. Then I'll just kind of like uh, hop in with the workout with them sometimes. Okay, nice. You know, just to simply be a presence there. Now, that's not me trying to be a white knight. It's because I I, I know these people individuals, so I know they feel safe with me. Hmm. If I was to go and do it to a complete stranger stranger. Now, in my mind, I might think I'm doing something good here. And Joe, they, they might even sit that way as well and appreciate it. But at the same time, you've now got two strangers now in your personal space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it does It does happen way too frequently. Way yeah. too frequently. And the thing is, like, you will get people that will say, well, I don't see it, or very rarely do I see it. It's like, okay, but how long are you at the gym for? I've been there where throughout the vast majority of last year, I was, uh, sorry, for this year, I've been there from 6am in the morning until 6pm mm-hmm. at night. Yeah. Well, I also go through all CCTV and I listen to people come to me and say they've yeah. got their concerns and I see it as well through my big window. That's such a fucking stupid argument, isn't it? Like, oh, I don't see it often. There's a lot of things we don't see in life. doesn't mean it's not happening. Yeah. It, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that it's okay for it to carry on because we don't I've see it often. I've spent enough time you know, exposed to that environment to say that it happens yeah. way too much. And a lot of staring as well to the point where it's like, I understand sometimes we stay off into space, but sometimes it's very obvious. Yeah, t- take away from that, guys. Is just be be more aware of your actions and just you know, just be just try and just, you know, let's try try and do better. <laughs> Don't be a fucking nonce if you know that you are doing something that is creepy as well. I know we laugh like you laugh about it, but it's like, come on, how would you, how the fuck would you feel if like uh, someone was doing it to like a sibling? Yeah, do you know daughter what I mean? or a daughter, yeah. etc. Yeah. And this is the thing is like, um, admittedly, I'm not as a, sorry, I'm more upset about it now than I was before I had kids. Now, I've got sons. I would, I'll be honest with you, I'd hate to have a daughter in this day and age. I'd be too scared. Sure. But that thought alone is what makes me think, Jesus Christ, what must it fucking feel like to actually be in those shoes in the first place? It's horrendous. So if we, even the little tiny, minutest things we can do to create a bit more of like a safe space fucking just do it
Okay, guys, we'll move on to the next piece of news, which is infrared sauna sessions. Now, we've got a new study that's just come out titled, A Post-Exercise Infrared Sauna Session Improves Recovery of Neuromuscular Performance and Muscle Soreness after resistance exercise training. Now, that sounds very exciting. Um, well, firstly, I think we should establish, Todd, what the fuck is an infrared sauna? Um, you might, I mean, you've probably heard of a normal sauna. You've probably even been into a normal sauna. But this is something quite special. Okay, so this type of sauna uses infrared heaters that emit infrared light. Um, and that basically gives you an experience of heat. Um, and that is absorbed by the surface of the skin. Now... Mm. When a person spends time in a sauna, so regardless of how it's heated, whether that's you know a traditional sauna or all these magical infrared saunas, the body's response is going to be the same. Heart rate will increase, your blood vessels dilate, and your sweating increases because of the heat. Okay, When this happens, there's an increase in blood circulation, uh, and that sometimes is compared to low-slash-moderate exercise. So potentially you could say the similarities between an active recovery piece because of these things that are happening. But what makes infrared ones a bit different, what makes these infrared ones a little bit special, is that apparently they penetrate the skin deeper so it does more magic. Um, <laughs> right. Let me just, before we, before we jump in, Tom, we, uh, we discuss some more details. I want to note on this paper, wrap this paper up a little bit. Um, this paper was small, and they even noted this, which is important to note as we go forward. It should be noted that because of the, na the nature of IRS, so infrared sauna, it is not internal revenue services. What? <laughs> don't what? bring a tax <laughs> back into this. Fuck's sake, right. It should be noted that the nature of IRS it is not possible to provide a placebo condition within such experimental trials. Therefore, it is possible that participants expected a positive outcome from IRS, which may have influenced the results of the subjectivity of the assessed variables. Okay, The improved perception of recovery and muscle soreness may also lead to improvements in an athlete's mood and readiness, which in turn may enhance physical performance. On the other hand, the effectiveness of IRS could be investigated by including another heat condition as a placebo in the future. So there was no placebo on this paper. And as they rightly said, the perception of recovery is going to be important. When people go into things like saunas, there is going to be a, you know, a perception. There's going to be a sort of, they're going in with the mindset of, I'm going in here to recover. I'm going in here to feel better. Yeah. I'm going in here to help with muscle recovery. You've put yourself in an environment that, you know, is, is an acute change. Yeah, exactly. So you're expecting something. I mean, I've got the full paper linked uh, down below, guys. If you want to have a look at that. Um, it's not huge. There's not a lot on it. I mean, if we actually look at the available data on infrared sauna specifically, the data is actually quite limited. Um, I'll go through a few points, though, uh, quite important that people want to bring up. And one of them is weight loss. Uh, it's surprising that people actually think they're doing magic. But if you're sweating a lot, you're losing water. Yeah. Water. Water weight and fat weight are very different, okay? So when people tell you that the, the infrared sauna is melting away your fat <laughs> because it penetrates the skin at a deeper level and is targeting the fat cells directly, <laughs> I would just like walk away very, very quickly and mm. pretend you never had that conversation because you are essentially just sweating, so you're losing water weight. So weight loss, no, it doesn't. Yeah, okay, yeah, technically, you, are, you could be losing ah, some weight. yeah. Yeah, technically you are losing weight, but not in the way you probably think or the way you hope because the moment you go out and drink some water again, you're replenishing your stores. So, so Bill, go on. have you ever been in an infrared sauna? Been in a normal sauna. Yeah. Nice, isn't it? Yeah, no, I've been in normal. Yeah, nice, yeah. I like it, yeah. Um, I don't even know if I have been in an infrared sauna. I've been in saunas, but I'm not sure if I've... The thing is, I've been in one with a red light bulb before. 
So, I don't, so I don't know if that's an infrared sauna or was, not. Was there was there steam? I mean, was there like any sort of like? Uh, it was hot, bucket. and there was a red light bulb. Was there a little the room cold was thing? But the room was. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't no, actually I, know how to. Do. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. If the lights are red, I don't. Because you see, this is where this is where you know, like we were saying, like how it's difficult to create a placebo trial for this study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This would have been a good. First of all, we got to find out if actually it's just the color of the light bulb that matters. I need to have a look. Yeah, hold on. Right, because that so, would have been a I'm, good uh, placebo I'm, control. Right, I'll get a pic. I'll get a picture. Uh, mm, you know what, mate? It's hard blue to light tell bulb because... or a red light bulb. But then, so the, the... Uh, it's because it's a red light bulb. You're naturally going to feel like it's more infrared I don't know uh, mate you could have been mate the picture I've got here basically is seats and behind the seats you've just got these little black cages of these three bulbs across them and they're obviously all red and that's it yeah if they were if they were like pink yeah I think you could you could have actually been in one you know was it how red was it what was the intensity of red was it like super red or was it like um it's what I'd imagine hell to be like hell to fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> literally I mean oh no no tell lie it wasn't that red um <laughs> you know that cinematograph uh, that, that 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 cinema film oh, yeah, yeah. like Breaking yeah, Bad yeah. where suddenly they step into Mexico and it's like everything's yeah. like yellowy red <laughs> oh, yeah that, that kind it was like Breaking Bad that's how I'd explain it it was Breaking Bad god imagine if you're in Mexico with an infrared sword and I walked in with my tash <laughs> oh god yeah you do look a bit narco actually Ter- terrifying yeah yeah I know you're right but yeah Very is narco-esque. it just a red light bulb com- compared to some regular sword no, I don't know Either either way, it's not doing magic for your weight loss. Um, I will move on. I will move on, Tom, to the next point. Yeah. Sorry, did this whole red light bulb thing just got me so fuddled? I mean, I've got an LED strip light, so I could turn this room into an infrared sauna, maybe. Yeah, I've got I've got my little hue lights. My little, I mean, that's quite red, isn't it? Look at that one in the corner. I could uh, I could treat myself, despite the cost of living, and actually turn my radiator on. Can you not see in the corner of my screen here the red? Yeah, I did wonder about that. I thought it was just a glitch. It's my, it's my, look, it's a, there you go, that's your infrared. I've got infrared, let's see. I've got infrared this on me all the time for maximum recovery. There you go. You fall asleep with it. There you go. There, there you, fuck me. Why is this not a thing? Recovery light bulbs. Just all night. You just, yeah. Your actual, your actual main light, like just plug in a red light bulb, go to sleep, wake up fresh as a daisy. Cost of living, I've got fucking ambient lights on 24-7. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that. Not in this day and age. Oh, fuck it. Who gives not not anyway. if you want to get presents this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. Um, joint pain is another one that comes up. So there is a small study from 2009 that everybody, every company or whatever seems to quote. It's from fucking 2009. And it did suggest there was a benefit that could be down to anti-inflammatory effects, okay, um, which could help your perception of pain in terms of joint pain. But this paper, if you actually look at it, it was... Like a lot of these papers, actually, that are on like performance recovery, they've got small sample sizes. There's no blinding, and the results are not constantly replicated. We can't really draw any solid conclusions from it, and I just don't know why these people are running away with it. Like they're just they're trying to they're grasping at straws essentially because they're trying to sell these magical fucking products. And unfortunately, when there's not much to go off, you are grasping at straws. So they're they're grasping any study which suggests any sort of benefit and hoping people don't look at the details. Basically, what I'm saying, guys, is we simply don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, well, I'm just want to reinforce this point. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm not saying it's all bollocks. Subjectively, if it makes you feel better, feel better, of course, yeah, for sure. Placebo is a powerful thing because basically we we don't know, but obviously, thanks to this placebo effect, the key thing is really is providing yeah. just about any type of treatment to something, whether you're going for recovery injury or whatever. Yeah, it's going to be better than simply doing nothing. But is so there, if you're sore, other than placebos are actually any other mechanism that's yeah. happening there. 
also we know heat does have an effect with things like pain doesn't yeah, it yeah. i think of things like deep heat people always turn to think <laughs> they got a sore back spray a bit deep heat on there it helps their perception of pain it feels um, nice yeah for sure i mean pain's obviously complicated you've heard if you've been here before you know if you've got joint you know, pain, pain if you step on a lego brick they'll actually you know lessen your joint pain it takes the attention away doesn't it a new sensation what i would say is if you do want to use one Great, but it should not come at the cost of other methods of recovery. Now, yeah. I recommend you go back and listen to our older series on this. We did a whole series on recovery methods. I even think we mentioned infrared ever so briefly in one of those episodes. But if you go to chatshitgetfit.com slash recovery, you'll see all of the episodes listed there. We go through all the different types of recovery, basically telling you whether they're worth your time or not and how good they are in comparison to each other. Uh, just going back to the red light kerfuffle, <laughs> I'm not letting go of this. Apparently, this just because I've gone to Google... I'm not the right. first person to uh, ask this, apparently. It's <laughs> Was I really, in the Yeah. Is infrared light just a red light? Um, according to some websites, no, infrared light has better penetration. Take that as you will. Yeah, there's people said they're gonna, it's going to give you cancer, isn't it? There was that, that thing as well, which is... An infrared squat plug. There you go. What? <laughs> infrared squat plug? I just clocked what you said then. There you go. Wow, wait. But uh, it's one of those things where, look, if you've got access to it and you like going in it, crack on. Yeah, well, uh, admittedly, a sauna does feel nice. I, I love a sauna. Yeah, for a little I know it's not doing anything magical to me, but it is nice. It's a nice place to go in and just chill out. And yeah, but I, uh, compared to other methods of, in, in the context of recovery, mm. there's other things I'd be putting my time towards. But it's not mm. to say if you've got a sauna in the gym, whether it be infrared or, you know, any other colour light bulb, you know, crack on, go for it. Feels good, it feels good. Okay, guys, the next piece of news is going to blow your mind because it's something we do every day. Well, most of us do every day, I should say, because some people can't do it. Um, and that is how to walk properly. <laughs> Tom's face says that. <laughs> Please, Tom, stop, though. Come get back here. Look, look, wait. <laughs> no, where are you going? Oh, no. <laughs> Tom's got. Come on, mate. It was. Podcast over yet. <laughs> Tom's cringed himself under his desk. Jesus come back, Christ. Tom? Right, anyway. It's why we don't ha- do it live ha- anymore. <laughs> I'm still going to keep him, Tom. This is a brought unfiltered bit of news, mate. All right. Anyway, how to walk properly. Okay, so guys, I'm going to introduce you to... Right, I'm going to introduce you to a couple of really great characters here. So uh, bear with me. Can't believe you said that about... Uh, yeah. Well, some it's people funny. can't. Well, that was funny. Yeah, it's true though, isn't it? I wasn't lying. It's not like... It's an evidence-based podcast. Know, it's just... <laughs> well, it's true though, isn't it? Some people can't. About the most, if they, I've done a waste of time. If they want to turn off now, they might as well turn off now. You know what I mean? Proper Alan Partridge moment. <laughs> Partridge. <laughs> it is it actually? That's actually a proper Alan Partridge moment. Oh, can't stand these two geriatric cunts. <laughs> right. I'm very ageist tonight. <laughs> I know you are. You need to calm down, you. Right, anyway. Um, as you can tell, guys, we've just had a bit of an interlude there while I get this clip ready. Um, guys, I'm going to introduce you now to some people who are very special in the world of physiotherapy. Bob and Brad, the most famous, <laughs> that was the most awful intro I've ever heard of. That was life. terrible. 
Bob and fucking Brad have made it onto Men's Health. Now, this actually isn't a new video or an article, but Men's Health have released it exactly a year after they released it last year. So that's why it came to our attention and popped up on my little news feed was um, they re-released it. Um, and basically, it's Bob and Brad trying to tell people that this is how to walk properly, blah, 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 blah. So in the video, apparently, if you want less hip, knee, neck, back and foot pain, we're going to want to walk properly. We can also get headaches from poor posture when walking too. So, Tom, we need to start walking properly. Everyone listening, we need to start walking properly, guys, to avoid all of these pains. Oh, right. Where, where do we'll we begin? This, well, we'll start <laughs> chronologically, Tom. Firstly, Tom, what we're going to want to do, mate, is we're going to want to reduce the impact um, of our walking. So much like running, we want to, you know, we want to talk about things like foot striking, okay, to reduce pain. Um, and I'm going to quote this now. This, this is from Bob or Brad. I don't know who. The, I don't know which one's which, to be honest. But one of them said, <laughs> "Like Ant or Deck." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was, oh God, they put them in the same category. Fucking hell. right. God, right. They're from Newcastle. Um, <laughs> 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 I, I mean, clean. factually correct. Yeah, but uh, yeah. actually, clean. They're in, the, they're in the jungle at the moment, aren't they? Right. Okay. Back Bob to this Brad. quote. No. <laughs> no, Ant of fucking Deck. I'm a celebrity. Say. Bob and Brad do. You're going to have therapy. trouble walking anywhere in the jungle, no matter what your, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, what, not your footwear, what your gait looks like. Yeah. Anyway, right. Back to this fucking quote. Okay. I don't know if there's been studies on this, but anecdotally, a lot of people tell me they have a lot of pain throughout their limbs. But once they started forefoot and midfoot, their pain levels decreased. First problem is anytime you use the word anecdotally. He knew straight away. Like he he knew he the way when you actually watch the way he delivers this line as well. It's like he knows. That like what he's saying is basically weak. Uh, do you know what? Can I just uh, pretext this by saying I only knew about Bob and Brad before this episode, and, I, and I've just got to spoil it for everyone by saying, yeah, like these guys are like just awful. Yeah. When, when I talk about like outdated practitioners, mm-hmm. and you know people just using like anecdote as evidence and not yeah. keeping up to date with the current research, and instead just going for, you know what is either trending or what is a good buzzword or what is a good way to create fear and then sell the fix, mm-hmm. this is these guys to a T. It's really not because like we've spoken about this before. Like we, I'm sure there was a quite a big study come out recently, didn't it, about the, the striking of foot when it comes yeah. to running, wasn't there, Tom? Is that right? Yeah, for running, yeah. Um, and, that ba- and that basically showed that regardless of how you run, it was down to load, essentially, as most things are when it comes to exercise injuries and things like that. And obviously pain's a bit more complicated than that, but... For him to basically, for them it's an easy one because on the video it's ridiculous. Like they were showing you the picture of like, they, had a, they put out a skeleton and they were like, when you land on your heel, they were like, this is what happens to your knee. They put like a crisp underneath the kneecap and then they yeah. crunched it and I was like, but I was like, what are you doing? What is, yeah, what are you doing value. that? Yeah, I was like, it's fucking ridiculous. It, just make, it doesn't mean anything in the real world. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. No. It doesn't um, at all. Any, anyway, anyway, guys, um, Apparently, we, we want to land on our midfoot or forefoot. And if we want to do this, we have to apparently subtly lean forward as well. Not too far forward, as we'll come on to. Um, but if this is all too hard for you, they said you can go and buy some cushioned shoes or some insoles for your for your shoes. Brilliant. Thank, thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Um, I'm just going to go to work in a pair of fucking Asics. <laughs> where what is comfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, where, exactly. Where it was comfortable. Fucking hell. Anyway, moving the foot, foot aside... We're going to move on to posture now, which we've spoke about before, posture. We haven't got a podcast on this. But apparently, a way we can fix posture when we're walking, Tom, so walking properly, is something called the gooseneck. And it's something we want to do ne- We want to do these tucks every now and again. So I'm going to show you what this looks like, Tom. I'll throw it front on the Ooh, side on. So sultry goose. Go for it. So we want to do, want to do this. And then side on. Oh, please. Ready? No. Is it, is it ready? 
that alright? You get your sin now, yeah? Oh, I, don't, I don't know what to say. Right, we've got to do that while we're walking. So when I'm walking around town, if I follow my posture's going, I've got to go... Fucking chicken run. <laughs> chicken So, <Right. laughs> uh, yeah, so that that's... Um... Escape from the Chinese buffet. What the fuck is that? Like goosenecking. <laughs> yeah, so but apparently you've got to do that every now and again. Just a reminder, just a reminder, Tom, that you want to have your head back, posture up nice and straight, so when you are walking, you're walking properly. Moving on from that, we're now going to go on to the speed of a walk, Tom, because apparently when we walk slowly, there's more pressure on our spine. Um, oh, so... Uh, where the fuck are they getting all this <laughs> from like so if your back hurts if your back starts to hurt guys when you're on your next walk your next 10,000 steps at 7 o'clock at night sprint run. <laughs> just sprint faster sprint yeah. yeah they say walk faster just yeah. fucking sprint if you've got chronic yeah. back pain you need to be fucking sprinting <laughs> like <laughs> and if your back's hurting whilst you're sprinting you're not going fast. Fuck faster go downhill yeah. sprint downhill <laughs> just keep getting faster guys go on a Do decline treadmill yeah Fucking hell. Do not stop going faster until your back pain is gone. Right. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Brad. Right. Anyway, uh, another one here, guys. This is a, this is an absolute cracker, this. Um, also, guys, just walk in nature. Brad quoted a study that said it helped reduce stress when compared to the city. So, yeah, cheers that, lad. I'm just going to fucking pop smoke from uh, from the city and go live in a fucking woodblock. Uh, going forward, I'm going to become a digital nomad, getting my weekly supply of lentils delivered by a Tesco helicopter. Whilst bopping your head back and forth as well. <laughs> While doing the gooseneck around the fucking Fuck hell, maybe this is like, you know when there was all these cases of a, like, um, what was that, Bigfoot and Sasquatch? But it's bopping you know, If someone has taken this <laughs> run, advice run, to heart... Run, run, run around the forest. They're running around in their comfy footwear, which just so happens to be very furry Uggs, and they're bopping their head back and forth, and some, I don't know, hunter somewhere has just looked at him and gone, yeah, this ain't human, what is this? What is this mythical yeah. beast? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just someone with uh, back. chronic back pain sprinting through the woods. Wait, <laughs> 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 that last one does me though. Just walk in nature. Like, what? So if you've got back pain, just fucking just find a woodblock and start walking around. Like, why don't. What if I live in central London? <laughs> like, what That's what I'm saying, mate. Like, if you live in the middle of the Big Apple, like, you know, you live in a fucking big city, what are you going to do? Just fucking get in your car and disappear for a bit? Yeah. Listen, simple. If you've got back pain uh, and you and you live in central London, you know, just hop in your car, go up to the Lake District, off you go. Go <laughs> yeah, to Wales. Get a tent out, pull out your tent. Yeah, off you go. Easy, simple. Cancel work. Yeah, yeah no problem. Leave the kids at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure carp delivers to uh, the Lake District. Yeah, exactly. Or home base, just walk around in home base in the plant section. No, sorry, walking, what am I saying? Sprint. You need to be sprinting in yeah, home base. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, these two are a fu- Guys, walk, like, walk however's comfortable for you. Like, like yeah. it, I the, this is a car crash of advice, and it's a car crash of a YouTube channel, and a, a car crash of two human beings as well. If I'm being honest with like you, they've got like two million subscribers. I mean, in regards to like walking, um, and like how to walk properly, etc. Uh, funny enough, like my my, my brother in law is a oh, what is it? He's, he's one of those foot specialists. Um, not like squat you. That's a foot fetishist, not a foot specialist. Uh, a podiatrist podiatrist so yeah he deals with um he deals he deals with feet and now the thing is like because he lives up north um further than newcastle funny enough like i don't really get to see him often so we actually barely talk even when we do see each other we do see that man from we both nod at each other like how's it going yeah all good good he's looking at your feet see you next year well now he is but uh, but no i mean um but the thing is like uh, at my sister-in-law's wedding um 
he was absolutely pissed, like smashed. And, I don't, uh, you've caught stiff at a trader in a closet. No, 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 no. Listen to this. Like, bear in mind, I've never really spoken to him before. Like, the longest conversation I've ever had with him was as he was absolutely pissed out of his head. And bear in mind, I had no idea about what his job actually entailed or what his uh, beliefs were, how he approached it. Actually, we had like a full-on conversation for now about pain science, posture, and everything he was saying. I was like, fucking hell, like, he's he's steaming drunk here. But like, everything he's saying is just like really in line with the current evidence and he's just making a lot of sense i was like fucking hell but like um one thing he said to me which is kind of uh <laughs> it is actually related to this episode believe it or not is he was saying like um especially once children like he'll get uh parents come to him and say like i'm trying to tell my child that they've got to walk different they're not walking properly so i'm trying to force them mm. to walk differently and he said it he tries to explain to him that look your child's adapted to walk in this specific way Actually, if we were to try and change and force them to walk differently, we're now placing stress in a position they're not actually used to or have actually adapted to. So actually, it might be more negative to do that. That might actually lead to pain. That might actually lead to an injury because we're now placing, we're forcing them to walk in a way they've not adapted to. So yeah. actually, it might be doing more harm than good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there are cases where you might want to change the way someone runs and stuff, which is like in a professional setting. Obviously, they're For doing a more performance gradual performance standards sense, but, as well. Yeah, performance. Yeah. yeah, like when you run, there's obviously certain ways to run which could be more efficient for you. But overall, just for overall, everyday yeah. life, yeah. we can adapt to all different kinds of postures. You know, walking gait, etc. Yeah, as you as you said, Bill, we're not saying like, oh, it doesn't matter at all. It does matter, but it's probably a lot less than what you think in regards to just being alive and just getting from A to B. Yeah, you don't need to be goosenecking and fucking don't walking around with blocks. sprinting. <laughs> <Not Right. like. laughs> oh, Love that. Oh, God, wow. Jesus. What, what, a, what a way to finish this week's edition of the uh, Fitness News. Guys, hope you've uh, enjoyed episode three of the Fitness News. And if you are enjoying this uh, brand new format, our call to action this week is to send the Fitness News to a friend. Any friend will know, you know, any friend will do. Let them know that there's plenty of chaotically educational content to be consumed um if this friend does happen to be german though a problem well, to be fair we said goose necking not goose stepping oh i didn't even think of that oh god yeah yeah, yeah if they are german I'll, I'll leave it up to you guys if you're a long-term listener is it safe for them i'll let you decide but anyway send it to a friend let them know if they want to hear some great fitness news on a weekly basis i might add how to walk how to, how to walk yeah very valuable content yeah how as to always walk. spoiler alert you put one foot in front of the other <laughs> uh, anyway guys it has been a pleasure as always and we will see you next week same time same place for some more fitness news see you soon bye bye <laughs>